Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, my friends, so let's talk a little bit about this uh, rules of thumb. I've got a few here. And do you find these helpful, Eric? Do you think it's something people should kind of use a little bit? I think if you keep it in mind that it's, again, a rule of thumb and not like a hard and fast rule, then it's it's a quick and easy way, some of these are anyway, to kind of, you know, get your mind thinking about something. Uh, you'd say, you know, I need this or I need that. And it's a good rule of thumb to get you in the ballpark. But like with anything, you always want to really distill it down to how it's going to work specifically for you. Yeah, it's just something that... Um that is easy to follow. It's easy to understand. Unlike you know other rules, like the golden rule, right? Right. <laughs> do under others, you have them do under you. Sure. And but prior to the segment, I went ahead and just you know Googled, hey, where does uh, the term rule of thumb comes from? Oh, okay. Comes from. And do you know where it comes from? I do not. It's actually kind of this is not good, but it's an English law that allowed a man to beat his wife with a stick so long as it was no thicker than his thumb. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that. My, my how the world changes, right? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so let's do some rules of thumb here. Rule of 100. We've talked about that one before. What is it? So that is a planning rule when it comes to the amount of risk you should have in your portfolio. So you would take 100 and subtract your age, and what's left over is maybe the amount of money you should have in uh, things that are risky, like stocks and ETFs and mutual funds, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Your age should be the amount you should have in safer things, maybe some fixed income, maybe uh, income-producing assets, those kinds of things. But again, a rule of thumb, because if you, let's say, have uh, a couple of pensions between you and your spouse and two nice Social Security benefits and maybe some uh, income coming in from a farm or something like that, and you have plenty of income, you could take more risk than somebody that doesn't have those things. Sure, yeah. So it's really just a conversation point to say, okay, let's see how much risk you should have, but kind of realize that the closer you get to retirement, the less risk you should have in your portfolio. Well, if you're 70 and you're saying, so 30% could be at risk or should be at risk or however you want to frame that, but 30% might be too much for you, right? You might not be able right. to feel good about that. That just keeps you up at night or whatever the case is. So Depending on your risk tolerance, yeah, right? Exactly. That's why I say they're, they're just starting points for conversations about your individual plan. Okay. So that's the rule of 100. 100 minus your age uh, it comes up with the amount of risk you you know might want to have. Uh, the 75% rule, what is this one? That uh, is just an easy rule that a lot of planners use. Sometimes it's 75 sometimes 80%, but that's how much of your income that you'll need, current income that you'll need in retirement. Mm, okay, yeah, I have heard that before. Do you find that accurate? Like, it seems to me like people are going to spend just as much. They may, but uh, what you want to look at is the take-home. A lot of people look at the gross and say, I need that whole gross, mm -hmm. but you need to look at what you're bringing home, really, because while you're working, there's some things that come out of your check, right? You don't get the whole check. They take away some things, right? Sure. Now, first thing they do is they the contributions to your retirement plans. Now, in retirement, you're not contributing to retirement plans anymore. So there's a savings there. 
Also in retirement, you don't pay Medicare and Social Security taxes. You do while you're working, so there's a savings there. Maybe you're contributing to a health savings account, uh, uh, maybe a uh, flex spending account. Also, your health insurance, because your health insurance changes in retirement. So a lot of the times, your checks or the amount of money you need is really what you what you get at the end of that check. Look at that and base your plan on that. Now, taxes, you're still going to pay ordinary income taxes, but those could also be reduced, too, depending on where you're deriving your income from. Retirement is one of those golden opportunities that you had to reduce your tax rate to the lowest you've ever had while you've been working. In fact, I have clients that pay zero tax for the first couple of years of retirement just because they have different buckets to pull money from. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, and you have the, the opportunity to do that. So I would look at what it takes for you to live, go through a budgeting process first, but also just look at what your take-home pay is and try to build it around that. Yeah, because, I mean, again, as a rule of thumb, if you're going 75% is all we're going to need based on what we were making when, when we were working, uh, and then you wind up wanting to do more or be more active, well, then you're going to need more income. So I don't know. Yeah, sometimes these rules of thumb, again, you want to make sure that you're really distilling that down to your unique situation. Uh, this one seems like a pretty solid rule of thumb, though. Eric, what do you think? Six-month saving rule. And that's why you're working. Um, you know, the big one there is if you were to uh, get laid off, furloughed, or the company shuttered, or something like that, you Pandemic, need somebody right? to pay. The, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need somebody to pay the bills for six months, right, before you get into their job. In retirement, it really changes because what happens is retirement, you have access to all of your money. So I often ask this question to folks when uh, when they're coming on board to say, okay, of all this money that you have, how much do you feel is accessible to you for emergencies? Or how much you think is liquid to you? That's the that's okay. term I use. How much do gotcha. you think is liquid to you? And I said, let me explain my definition of liquid. My definition of liquid is if you can call and have a check within a week, is that liquid enough to you? And they're like, yeah, that seems liquid. Okay, so how much of your money do you have? And they just look at the money in the bank and they say, this is how much I have liquid. I say, no, 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 no. All the stuff we have in your investment accounts on the Fidelity platform, it's all liquid to you. You can have it. Now, I didn't talk about taxation. I talked about liquidity. Yeah, just can you get to it? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I didn't think about that way. As if people don't, they just subscribe liquidity to what's in the bank. And that's not the case. So when you reach retirement, you don't maybe need those six months there. Because one thing about money that's in taxable accounts is it generates taxes every year. So maybe you have some tax control. Mm, So it's all based on planning and education about what people getting them to understand what liquidity means when they reach retirement versus what it means while you're working. That's a great point because we are kind of conditioned to think about, well, if I need, I need money quick, it's just what I've got in the bank or what I've got in savings. So that's a great way of looking at it. And Eric, a lot of this stuff really, you know, not necessarily the rules of thumb, but just kind of the way you're breaking this down, explaining, for example, that you might need you know, less in the quote unquote emergency fund in retirement is things that you go through and cover in the, you talked about education and the retirement planning today class. So education is paramount with you guys and that's why you do these classes. Absolutely. Because people that come through that kind of a process, and then they obviously people can come in and meet with us after the class, which sure, that's right. just the main way that people come on board with us. Because they say, you know, the class, you opened my eyes about a lot of things I didn't think that I knew about, you know. Or needed to know, imagine. Yeah. Right. And I don't have, I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather have you guys deal with that. So when I have retirement, I can go outside and play and have fun. I got this whole list of stuff I want to do. And that kind of goes back to what I should have mentioned earlier about that 75 to 80% rule of your mm-hmm. income. We do know when you first reach retirement, you're going to have what we call the go-go years, right? you got all kinds of stuff you want to do, things on your bucket list you want to get done. Uh, maybe it's improving the house. Maybe it's traveling, all these kinds of things. That's going to require money. So you might spend more in the first maybe 10 or 15 years of retirement than you will later on. So we have some go-go years, some slow-go years, and then, unfortunately, some no-go years. Right. So we want to plan to make sure that you can spend what you want in those go-go years, and it will still last the whole time. 
All right. Well, folks, and again, if you'd like to attend that retirement planning today class, it is on April 19th and 26th. That's one uh, set of classes there for it's a two night class. Or you could do the 21st and the 28th. Either way, let them know if you'd like to attend so you can get your spot reserved. 515-226-1500. Class sizes are limited. So make sure you reach out and get started today. 515-226-1500 is the number to call. Let's do one more here, Eric, before we jump out and take a break. Uh, because we've all heard this a bunch of times and a lot of people I know tend to gravitate towards the 4% rule, thinking that's a good, easy way for them to figure out what they need to do from their portfolio standpoint. So what is it and what do you think about it? Well, this is called the cocktail napkin approach to retirement planning. Okay. So what they say is, hey, if I've saved uh, $2 million, I can pull $80,000 a year in retirement. That's 4%, right? Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, so I'm trying to get to, again, they couple this with how much I'm making now. That's what I need. And again, people look at the gross, not the net. So that's, it, it's kind of Wall Street's way to get you to focus on saving more because that's how they make more money. Sure. Are you putting more into it? Makes sense. So. 4% though was uh, originally designed by a guy by the name of William Bengen out in California. He was a financial advisor. And people were coming to him and want to take 10% out of their portfolios because it was the 90s. The market was on fire. It was doing great. Mm-hmm. He said it doesn't work that way. You're not always going to have these kind of returns. So he went through this complicated Monte Carlo simulation. When he came up with this, 4% was a safe withdrawal rate increasing at 3% a year for inflation. Should last about 25 years. Okay? Thing is... Is your retirement only going to be 25 years? It might be longer. So Morningstar went back and did another uh, review of this, okay, right? right? So very smart people did this. One of them is Dr. Wade Fow. Um, he's great on retirement income. Anyways, what they did is they, they, they went into four quadrants. So we have a 20% equity allocation, 40% equity allocation, 60% equity allocation, which is what you hear, mostly 60-40, and then an 80% equity allocation. And then what they did is they said, okay, probability of success. They had 50, 80, 90, 95, and 99% probability. So, Mark, I don't know about you, but if I'm going into retirement, I want to have the highest <laughs> right. probability I can of success, yes, not please. a 50% probability. Right, okay. exactly. So if you look at 99% probability, right, mm-hmm. and we look at 4%, and we look at 25 years of retirement, the new withdrawal rate is 2.2%. Oh, wow. Big difference. Okay. If you want to go 30 years, it's 1.9%. Now. Wow. It's not that stocks are more volatile than they were in the 90s or earning the same as they were in the 90s. The stocks are the same. They're returning the same returns. It's what you're getting on fixed income. Okay. Mm, okay. The big hangup right now for retirees is where do I turn to be safe? Because bonds are probably going to be tough. They're Warren Buffett even just said in his shareholder meeting. Bond investors are going to be in a role to hurt for the next 10 years or so. Okay. So where do you turn to? That's where you need strategies that can still get you the income that you want, protect it. That's the secret sauce. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. 
WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.